0: Welcome to Chicks Talking Drag, hosted by Gabby and Anna.
1: Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. This is the podcast you didn't know you needed until now. Beware of spoilers ahead. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chicks Talking Drag. My name is Anna. And I'm Gabby. And we are so excited to welcome you back to RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, episode 5. Now, We're here, as always, to spill the tea, give you some life-saving medicine, and give you the entertainment you've always dreamed of having. So, we're back, back, back in the workroom after Elimination Day, and as you remember, Anita Wiglet went home last week, and I was was so sad because I really, really did grow to love her. She was really lovable, and she did great in the Snatch Game, so I was really shocked to see her go so early, honestly speaking. How about you, Gabby? Well you shocked three. to see her go, go home so early? I miss
0: her too. I'm talk <sighs> too, and uh, I'm very upset. Like to be honest, I know you love artist Simone, but I wouldn't prefer an Anita Wigland to come back. Really? Yeah. She's wow. Fun. Like the girls said, they're gonna miss her aggressive positivity, and we need a,
1: way more of that in this world. It's so true because, like, obviously people look at her and think, you know, this is an act that she's putting on, the fact that she's so manically happy. But I, but we've seen from chats in the workroom that she does this as a kind of, like, mask, a kind of persona to help her get through life. And I think there's nothing wrong with that because, honestly speaking, the world could really do with a lot more positivity, especially in Drag Race Down Under, where there it seems to be so much bitchery, hostility frenemies, backstabbing, you name it, and it was just really nice to see a genuine down-to-earth queen like that. Now, if they ever have a miscongeniality, Congeniality, Anita Wiggler could quite possibly take that, but they don't seem to do that in, you know, the international versions, but who knows? Well, anyway, the queens are extremely upset about her going, you know, Karen is really upset, and she's a complete mess, honestly speaking. You know, this is either genuine sadness or fake sadness. I'm I'm not really sure which one it is. Like, is she upset, you know, because that's her friend that's gone? Or is she just secretly happy inside? Because she's like, well, this was another one who was big competition for me, right? Because she's funny. Um, Kida is upset about her friend's exit as well. And I think this is also because she feels that the Australian queens are acting as though the New Zealand queens are just like filler. You yeah. know, if we look at perceptions of uh, electric shock, like everybody undermined and underestimated her in the competition. And it's just like, they look at Keaton being like, why haven't you won yet? It's like, um, you know, you are one of those people that have not won yet either. So why are you throwing shade at somebody else for doing the same thing as you, you know? It doesn't matter if it takes you like six, seven, weeks to win a challenge, you're getting into your stride. It means that you're growing, you're developing, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, that's why the reading challenge is a great way for the Queens to show the other Queens that they are not to be messed with. They are not filler Queens and don't ever crochet at me again. Cause I'm a cut a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> which leads us nicely to Gabby. who's going to take it away with the
0: reading challenge. Sure, it was actually quite nice to see Electra and Kita starting that coalition to bring the Aussie queens down. Man, you you know there is so much more to come in the next couple of weeks. But um, in regards to the reading challenge, we all know that Drag Race is nothing without a reading challenge because what reading is fundamental. <laughs> exactly. So of course our lovely lovely picker comes through with one pair of glasses so i'm assuming that because new zealand is a covid free country we actually can allow ourselves a pair of glasses on the contrary in the uk we had 3d glasses one pair for everyone (laughs) let's be safe so we do have some really good reads this week Like. I guess it's fair because most of the of the queens out here are savages but a few of my standouts are and I'm just gonna uh, read them through and you can laugh (laughs) with me while we remember some of these pearls etc etc to Karen you look like the type of person who enjoys hemorrhoids And then, of course, we have Art Simone, who is the winner of this challenge, who says to, to Kita to get a COVID test because she thinks they lost the sense of taste. And if you guys know, losing <laughs> the sense of taste and smell is one of the symptoms of COVID. Check them out. And, of course, uh, last but not least, to etc., etc., she reminds us that etc., etc. pronouns out of drugs are they and them and then she gives us this throw they (sighs) haven't been in the top so we won't be seeing them at the finale and that feels like premonition you know (laughs) kind of premonition scarlet is not funny just so you know Mm. kyle might be pretty might know know how to move but she's not funny (laughs) not funny (laughs) and this kind of leads us nicely into what is this week maxi's challenge want to take us
1: away (laughs) yeah sure so this week's maxi challenge is a branding challenge now this is not just any branding challenge you're not branding a perfume you're not branding a can guess what you're branding you're branding a good old yeast spread now i don't know about you but there is something quite disgusting (laughs) about branded a yeast spread i'm like hmm not sure how this is going to come across but personally i'm all about the rude and crude sense of humor so let's see what the queens are going to give us so if you don't know yeast spread is a reference to the iconic australian veggie mite, which i guess is basically marmite so <laughs> Basically, I've heard that it's a really disgusting black paste made from yeast concentrate by product. And from the get-go, Etc. begins to make it very clear that she feels she's miles ahead of these other girls. And, you know, personally speaking, I feel like there has been weeks where Etc. Etc. should have been at the top or, um, you know, should have won a challenge. But... I always know that whenever a queen is kind of being like, I'm the best, I'm amazing, you're all shit. That usually is premonition that something's going to happen. And we're going (laughs) to tell you what's going to happen as we move through the episode. But I just thought I'd had to put that out there. Anyway, when it comes time to film their commercials, the queens are coached by none other than Suzanne Paul, who, for anyone who does not know, is a British-born, New Zealand legend due to her ubiquity in infomercials. So I didn't really know anything about or hadn't heard of her before, but I did a little research and she's had some um, interesting accolades. She, in 2006, she won the Metro Magazine title of the Woman with the Most Integrity, which is really random. Um, and she's also become a millionaire by selling a product called The Suzanne Clip and has three TV shows. So basically, she's a, a great person to help Michelle with with the queens who are going to film their infomercials because she's done it all, apparently. You know, super random, but I'm kind of here for her. And, you know, um, I'm ready to see what she's going to give the girls. So as we go through taping, We get to see the Queen's concepts and ideas and see what they have planned for their infomercials. And, yeah, there's definitely some standouts, definitely some um, stinkers, I would say. But I have to say, from the get-go, Electra Shock's infomercial looked really great, and she, she even gets to play... RuPaul, which I think was really funny, and from the small tidbit that we got from each Queen's um, infomercial recording, you know, um, Electra definitely stood out. I was also intrigued by etc., etc., and Scarlett's infomercial, but I will definitely go into more detail about that later when we talk about the commercials the ones we liked, the ones we didn't. However, uh, Michelle and Suzanne don't seem to be as pleased as I am about etc cetera, etc and scholars infomercials and in fact they say that you know there's a difference between um, crossing a line and you know having a sense of humor and I'm just like I've seen so much worse on RuPaul's Drag Race than just piercing vaginas like what is that about? Just because you're on the BBC, I've seen worse on the BBC. You talked about gaping assholes, like for Christ's sake, like they did it. Actually, they beat all of it. Well, well, but that's besides the point. You know, we've seen a lot worse on the American version of the show, and we've seen a lot worse on the UK version of the show. So I'm like, how is this crossing a line? But this is something you know I do feel strongly about, and I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But I'm pretty sure that we all talk about pissing, and we all talk about vaginas and penises, so what is the matter with that but you know there is definitely um some struggle bosses in in the crew and for me that is uh, Maxi Shields she appears to be forgetting lines and she doesn't seem to have a clear concept or idea of what she is doing and this is something we're going to explore a little bit later so we do get to elimination day and our Simone
0: asks the queen if they ever done something in drag that they regret and Scarlett's admits to doing blackface. And, like, I just want to say we're not going to go and rummage uh, around for extra information. If you guys want to know about what we think about doing blackface and what we think about Scarlett because of it, you can go back to our Meet the Queens episode. We go. Uh, and we go about it at length. There's even some stuff about current finance. You yeah. got it. it's juicy. You can find it at the meet the Queens. I am not going through black trauma ever again. Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not here for it. Um, you guys, if you want to talk, discuss these topics,
1: you can, but I'm not the person for you, but Anna is <laughs> well, Obviously, what was done was wrong. But the only thing that I really want to point out that we haven't said already is that I was uncomfortable at the fact that there was seven white queens in a room discussing race, discussing blackface. And there was not, you know, there was not a single black queen there to even, you know, give their input, voice their opinion. And obviously, race should be talked about you know, regardless of, you know, whether you're white, black, Asian, um, you know, an ethnic minority. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know, it just was kind of a, an erasure of black voices in this conversation that really didn't sit well with me. And this is something that RuPaul does bring up on the main stage as well. But to be honest, you know, we've talked about it. Like, what else is what else is there to say other than the, the fact that we don't agree with it? and it just shouldn't happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And because we already brought up that or uh, mentions it, Ru- RuPaul's point is uh, about accountability. So of course he's not going to go cancel Scarlett after no. covering it like uh, over the halfway mark. So exactly. he gives her an opportunity to apologize and make herself accountable for the fact that she fucking did it. And it's wrong. And RuPaul is a black man slash black woman. So that affects her personally. And uh,
1: yeah, I think, I think, I think the fact that RuPaul did bring up, bring it up on the main stage was very important because it's not something that she's done before. And you know, You know, cancel culture is extremely toxic, but what Rue was doing is giving Scarlet a platform to really, really own up to her actions. Because it's all very well saying, you're not racist, you're not going to do this again but are you going to prove it? Are you going to show actions that you're actually trying to hold accountability for what you did? And from what I've seen outside of the show, it looks like Scarlett is trying to atone for what she did in the past. She has done some lengthy IG videos. You can check them out um, and make your own opinion on how you feel in the situation. But you know, As we said, we can separate the drag artist from the the person they are outside of drag. And I do encourage you to do the same because that's how you can separate. You don't have to like the person or what they've done in the past. But it's just, you know, you can appreciate who they are as a performer because that's how we feel. Yeah, definitely. So we do get
0: onto the runway. And um, when I say that Rue looks like a lazy dominatrix, I made mean, oh. saucy. <laughs> she looks very saucy, you know? You know. Oh, yes. oh my God. Like when she came out, I was like, if I tried to wear a dress like that, I would <laughs> that lace, lace, the opposite situation, I'd look
1: like a sausage. I, I really it's so, you know what is so funny, though, <laughs> Gabby, because I actually thought that you wouldn't like this look this week. So, well, I guess I'm being proven wrong. I was like, yeah, I really feel like really Gabby's really. not going to like the look this week. I really I don't know why. The problem is that it's not my personal
0: style. And yeah. I, I have to defend myself. My personal style is that one that complements the body type that I have. And of course, I'm not saying that earlier people shouldn't wear some type of things, but you, you should always wear what makes you feel comfortable. And I do have exactly. like more more bodycon form as well as more a uh, larger forms but honestly speaking what i enjoy wearing is a bodysuit i like bodysuits of the story that's what i wear and i like to remove all every single bit of it every time that i need to go to the loo is an <laughs> experience you know <laughs> and uh, we do get to the runway uh, this week the special guest is rena owens which is basically an amazing actress and uh, she, we can say that she is one of the most famous actresses of color within Aussie and Kiwi television and cinema. You should check her out. Check her out aboard. But what I really enjoyed was some of her zingers while, while the girls was, were coming down the runway. And I really think she should stay. But um, enough about
1: that. What's the runway challenge this week? We have Sheila of the Bush, which is a delightfully open-ended theme. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm excited to see what you, you got to say about the
0: queens. Of course, so as we got a costume to do with the Australian queens because they are they're not stylish queens. We're just gonna go through all of them and then give you our standouts. Because there's no point trying to describe how refined some of those gowns look because they don't look. Yeah. Well. So, first up, we have Electra, which is looking like an emo got fantasy I wish I was when I was a teenager. And she's wearing a hula bird, which is giving a tribute to her land, New Zealand. Kitamin is looking like a butterfly fantasy in this multicolored gown called, called Mariah Carey because someone's right to steal our thunder Oh, i see what you did there <laughs> we have maxi shield serving victorian picnic realness. next up we have car <laughs> <from laughs> giving glitter fire person realness which was actually a really important statement that she did in regards to uh, all the volunteer fire people that are in australia because apparently uh, i wasn't aware of that but the Australian government is basically negating the fact that climate change is, is happening. And considering that's a hot country, it's like California all over again. And I think that will make the conversation more palatable for everyone else uh, in America or in the UK. So yeah, we are basically asking for fires to happen and uh, hence why we're losing flora and fauna that, was part of our everyday life and they're they just going extinct or we're trying to save their lives because, yeah. And Next up, we have Art Simone which is giving us Outback Steakhouse realness, looking like a fan auntie at the when we, and she's also bringing Kat back. Remember when Tace brought her to the snatch game?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. I did. <Indeed. laughs> you did. I did, I remembered.
0: Oh my god, I'm so happy. I'm actually happy that I remembered this exact moment. I was like. I'm actually oh so proud of you right now. Uh, I remember the names, I remember. Oh my god. Uh, oh, you got this. Etc., etc. is giving us um, a reveal into a sheer black dress. So she started as um, nature. And then she removes these, uh, I don't know, this rogue type of situation. And then she comes into this sheer dress, uh, which is black. And it kind of reminds me of uh, a better constructed uh, version of what she was wearing last week. And last, but most definitely not least, Scarlett giving us Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. <laughs> and like, honestly speaking, I remember watching Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Please
1: correct me if I'm it, wrong. It isn't. But I watched it in the West End so quite a few years ago and it was absolutely amazing. Also I've watched the film so yeah it is so a must see.
0: And uh, of course you know Aussie movie, Aussie production and it's just so good. But please 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 Anna give us your stand-up. Yes. I already did give mine I think
1: and it was only for you do all of them, you loved all of them no joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well if you want to know about my standouts I will give it to you Gabby and I will make your dreams come true <laughs> I'm just messing with you so you know the, dra- the drag race down undercast notably they're more of the comedy queen variety bunch or at least they think they are now I do have three standouts, however there is one person who would get an absolute shoot from me and that was Etc Etc because that runway was amazing. I really loved how it was a conceptual look at how fire regenerates our bushland and it was exciting, it was bold and it was editorial. It had a story and for me that is what makes a good look sure you can look pretty you can paint good you can look aesthetically pleasing but when you have a message behind your look that is what elevates your concept to me and the fact that the theme was sheet of the bush and she she chose to show how you know fire does affect um, bushland in Australia it was honestly heartbreaking because you explained about this already that you know, so many animals' habitats are being affected. And, you know, when she elevated herself from that beautiful, colorful, kind of tropical fantasy, you know, reveal that she had going on, and then it just, there were just no words to explain this look. It was just absolutely stunning. And, you know, honestly speaking, for me, Etc., one in the fashion and commercial department, and I was really surprised that she was in the bottom this week, but we'll get on to that. I really did enjoy Art Moons' Cafe Day um, Night reveal. It was really gorgeous, it was a clever homage to a fictional character featured in the Australian TV show Cap and Kim, who is portrayed by none other than Jane Turner who is seen as a legend in the uh, Australian TV community. And Keita Mean as well is another one who I personally thought was fabulous. I loved how she was living her butterfly fantasy Uh, and it's so funny that you used the exact same words to describe her because it's literally what I felt like when I saw her. And I was honestly thinking that this is the most gorgeous I've seen Kida mean all competition. And I know I've always thought that she's looked really fabulous, but there was just something about this look. Is it the most amazing butterfly look I've ever seen in my life? No, but it's the way that she sold it, the way that she had the butterflies cascading around her head like it was a halo, contrasted with that, you know, green kind of sage lip it was really beautiful and she looked so happy and i really could see the happiness radiating from her and it was just so beautiful
0: and also those butterflies didn't look dead you know yeah, well oh god <laughs> i can't believe you i can't believe you went there i did and i'm not even ashamed of it you know what's next the ads and uh, honestly oh yeah we do get into the ads and uh, I just want to give my two cents and then it's all yours because I feel like (laughs) you have way more opinions than I do. (laughs) Apparently so. So I did enjoy a lot Electra because it was so funny, it was so smart and it kind of reminded me of uh, Simone uh, from uh, season 13 of RuPaul, Drag Race America Ah. and uh, like in the way that it was conveyed because it was smart and like it gave you a reason to want more and i did enjoy also Kitas uh, um just giving us uh, some divine realness because we do need that and uh, like reese nicholson said if uh, a 14 year old google's divine uh, you know in their bedroom we did their job and um of course, uh, my least favorite were etc. etc. and scarlet That is, I guess, because that was, is just not my humor. I love talking about sex. I i talk like humor that talks. Oh, we know, girl. <laughs> Humor that talks uh, like of things that are smart and funny. And I guess the way that they portrayed those things wasn't smart. Nor funny because you can make anything smart or funny, and like for example, the, the Akita with divine she basically repurposed a scene about shit and made it funny. Whereas uh, I just didn't find it my humor, and uh, like you said, there's been worse on TV, and like I guess the way Ace from Bike etc. was portrayed, and the way that the poop imagery was used by kita makes it like puts those two ads on two different levels to me and to my humor of course and i think this uh, i i always need to disclaim that because when it comes to these type of challenges and uh, challenges that ex uh, that I expect to be funny not everyone is gonna find everything everything funny and of course you have a different opinion
1: I know, right? Yeah, so it's really funny um to hear that you know the people that you found funny and the people that you didn't find as funny because it's like my opinions are like completely different. But then I think as well that we probably have different senses of humor. So even though obviously we get on so well when we laugh together and we enjoy what each other has to say, you know, we might have a, a different perspective on how humor should look. And for me, I 100% agree that Electra Shock was fantastic. Um, you know, that is somebody that I do agree with because she really did go above and beyond to literally shock us. She said it in her name and she did it. She rose from the ashes because, you know, her infomercial was clever it was something I didn't expect her to do. You know, I, I loved that she took a risk and kind of played uh, RuPaul in one of the segments. And it was just so silly and fun. It was just really joyful to watch, to see her come into her own. And and the fact is, it really shows that she's listening to what the judges has to say. Yeah. And she is kind of putting her ego aside, which I think is quite difficult to do in a competition where you think, Oh, I'm the best of the best. And She's doing it in a way where she's like, yeah, look at me, I'm fucking here. Like, don't underestimate me again. So I really did enjoy her performance. And it, it is funny that you really found Keto Means, um, performance like really enjoyable because for me personally, obviously I got the divine reference. Yeah. If you look at season seven of the U S version of the show, there was obviously a divine episode. We had John Waters on there, literally. So John Waters from pink flamingos, if no one knows about it, which you should go, go look up John Waters cause he's done some really, really out there and crazy movies. But anyway, we had queens that did it better on the show. For example, Ginger Midge when she was doing her ex-fantasy. But I did like the, the clever reference to Divine uh, and the fact that Kida mean was going out of her comfort zone. Did I find it funny? Mm, not necessarily, honestly speaking, but it was really nice to see her step out of her comfort zone. However, me and me and my boyfriend we were laughing a lot etc etc et so I found it funny that her yeast spread was labeled after piss and maybe it's just because I, I like that stupid <laughs> silly sense of humor I don't feel like humor always has to be smart or intellectual if it makes you laugh it makes you laugh and it it made me laugh and the same with scholars you know um, I did I did laugh about how she went down the vagina yeast spread route but I would have to say that Etc. Cetera, etc. were stronger out of the two. And personally speaking, um, I didn't enjoy Karen's infomercial so much. You know, it was really showing that, yes, this is a comedy queen, but this is another comedy challenge that she has not risen to the top and really shown her, her acting and comedy chops. We right. got that in the Snatch Game and we've got that here. Even Laura's Cheney had the same issue as you want. Yeah, exactly. It's true. She did, but you know, I think what saved Karen in the end was her fireman outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that it was the best look in the runway, but I did enjoy it, um, and it, it was clever. Ooh, so see, you know, Karen. I just felt like I kept dis- disagreeing with the judges this episode. Honestly, I was just shouting at the <laughs> at the TV, and so it was my boyfriend. I was just like i thought i found etc etc really funny like apparently i like jokes about piss and war
0: <laughs> so of course we already know that anna's gonna disagree with everything i'm gonna say from the next yep. second <laughs> so the buckle up bitches the tops are <laughs> eat and electric shop the bottoms are maxi shield etc etc and karen and we have us safe, Scarlet and Artsy Moon. Honestly speaking, I do agree with Kita and Electra, as you ha- might have gathered. But uh, oh. and uh, of course, you might have gathered that by seeing etc. etc. being at the bottom, Hannah is not really happy. But I'm sad. Maxi and etc etc end up lip syncing to the song Absolutely Everybody by Vanessa Morosi
1: And I think Anne has some thoughts on this as well Yeah, well first of all, I did not agree with um, etc etc being in the bottom In fact, I thought she should have been in the top But maybe I am just as delusional as she is (laughs) But you know, all jokes aside, I mean Electroshock, well done, congratulations for winning and for proving people wrong. Did I agree with Keita being in the top? Not necessarily. Did I think that Maxi Shields should have been in the bottom? Yes. Uh, Did I think Karen should have also been lip syncing? Yes. But hey, we have a different uh, bottom two and you know, this is a soul song. And they, these are two very different queens that are performing. Obviously, Maxi has more of the kind of cheesy soul vibe going on, and etc. Ex- etc. Cetera, et cetera, is a little bit more like you know animated in her performance. She uses the stage a lot. She doesn't stay in one spot. She's very. Um, you know, she's very lost in the moment. And for me personally, I know that Gabby doesn't agree with this, but for me personally, I really do really feel that etc. etc. won the lip sync. And I know I'm not the only one uh, thinking that. Did I think Maxie did badly in the lip sync? No, but I wasn't excited about her performance. What I did like about Maxie, though, is that she had a microphone. You know, I thought that was quite cool. Um, I did laugh a bit about that. But one thing that the lip sync really did show me is that you know you don't need to pull out um, you know um, splits and flips and turns and twists and twirls like you you don't have to move like across the whole stage to show that you're owning the song. But at the same time, I did think that Etc. etcetera et delivered. To be honest with you, I do agree with the judges
0: completely because like we saw this happen. Uh, uh, multiple times not multiple times but a good amount of times to uh, to see that depending on the song you have to embody the song to its prime right. and uh, in this time around we have a soulful song so the splits and and the twirls is not what the song is about it's like when we had you making me feel like a natural woman like uh, if yes. you are around them around the stage twirling and jumping yeah great you're an amazing dancer but that means that you also cannot connect with the song because like the song is like for example with this specific song is about like togetherness and like bringing everyone together the children the mothers the women, the men everyone has to come together and if you're out there meeting and dancing which kind of message of togetherness are you trying to pull out like yeah no it's like Beyonce beyond have you seen that have you seen formation tour when you when you see formation tour you see two different sides to Beyonce when when she needs to split and twirl, she will split and twirl but when she needs to give you that soul make you feel loved and make you feel understood and nurtured she will just stand there and sing when the night is on <laughs> the crowd, you face Darn it. You let us see. I give you everything. Baby love me lights out. So yeah. So uh, I think this uh, go, simply goes to show that you, you need to embody the song. And uh, to me, even though like hands down, she can split, she can twirl, she can dance but she didn't do it in in the right form that song to me was in the right form so next week we have a makeover
1: challenge how are you feeling about that i am always really excited about a makeover challenge cuz it really shows the queens that understand how to paint other people's faces cuz it's all you know it's all very well being able to style and dress yourself um, but it's really entirely different doing it on somebody else. And I'm really excited to see who's going to do well. Because honestly speaking, I don't know who's going to do well. I feel like yeah. Al Simone might do well. I feel like this might be a good challenge for her. We've, you know, we've kind of realized, you know, throughout the episodes that you need to expect the unexpected because who you think is going to do well in challenge isn't usually who's going to do well. So that's going to be interesting to see.
0: Exactly. But this brings us quite nicely to the end of today's episode and uh, please leave us a comment uh, on uh, itunes if you're listening to us from there if you want to get in touch with us uh, use the hashtag and uh, thank you very much bye thank you <laughs> Don't forget to watch Drupal Drag Race Down Under on Stan Australia, TVNZ while present anywhere else in the world. And of course BBC3 and BBC iPlayer in the UK.